listening to the Miss McBookworm podcast, a podcast that brings you stories from Christian women. What I envision for this podcast is a space for women who write fiction to share their stories in audio form and ultimately to tell God's bigger stories through our smaller ones. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Storm Schultz, Graham's Perfect Memory. The secret is a little extra cinnamon. With an expert flick of her wrist, Graham spread the earthy spice across the dough. The recipe calls for one tablespoon, but I like to add just a little more. From her perch on the countertop, Laura giggled. Pushing dark curls out of her face, she inspected Graham's handiwork. The temptation to stick a finger in the sugary powder that covered the buttery dough was nearly irresistible. Laura sat on her hands to keep herself from ruining breakfast. Now watch. Gently folding one side, Graham began to roll until the dough was a tight log. Scooch over so I can get that knife in the drawer. Laura obliged and watched Graham take out the knife. Uncle Nick always uses a special wire thingy to cut them. He says it makes them look nicer. Graham snorted. Your Uncle Nick is too worried about appearances. Laura opened her mouth to ask what that meant, but Graham waved a hand and added, Now, I would love to have some music. This was Laura's specialty. Hopping down from the counter, she used the kitchen chair to reach the small radio that had always sat in the corner of Graham's kitchen. Within a few seconds, she had the radio tuned to Graham's favorite station. The opening lines of Good, Good Father filled the kitchen and Graham swayed as she placed cinnamon rolls into the glass pans. The thin sash of her well-worn apron swung as Graham danced around the kitchen. The red and white striped fabric caught the sunlight that came in through the kitchen window, reminding Laura of peppermint candy. She loved that apron. One day, it might even be hers. Come here, lovey. Graham scooped Laura into her arms, and they made a slow circuit around the kitchen. Laura leaned her head against Graham's chest, counting each step against the beat of Graham's heart. The song ended, and the DJ began a cheerful message about the power of Jesus' resurrection. With a sigh, Graham kissed the top of Laura's head and set her back down on the countertop. I'll miss dancing with you one day. I'll dance with you anytime you want, Laura said, eyeing the rolls which were now cushioned in their pans and topped with a kitchen towel. <laughs> I hope so, but there may come a day when you'll want to sleep in on Easter morning instead of being up with your grand making cinnamon rolls. Nope. Laura kicked her feet and watched grand wipe down surfaces. That day will never come. You'll see. Oh, I pray it never does, lovey. I pray it never does. A needed hug. Warm, gooey chocolate dripped down the little boy's chin. He stared at me with huge eyes as he crammed the rest of the cookie into his mouth. Chocolate and crumbs fell to the kitchen floor. In the spirit of Christmas, I decided not to fuss about it, although my hands twitched with the desire to clean it up. The little boy held out his empty palms. More? How do we ask nicely? Can I have more, please? His voice was tiny in the echo of the large kitchen. With a sigh, I handed him another cookie. The smell of the chocolate, coupled with the roasting ham and fresh rolls I had just pulled from the oven, made me think of Gran's kitchen every Christmas. If only I were a little girl again, sitting on her knee as she peeled potatoes for Sob Blackie. I missed her most at Christmas.
The little boy sat on the floor, his legs splayed out. If he weren't so little, I'd suspect him of trying to trip me. Didn't your mother teach you to sit crisscross? Don't have a mother. I looked out at the solemn face covered in crumbs. I'm sorry to hear that. He shrugged. My pa is a good man. Good. Little boys need good papas. We also need mamas. Pausing and moving the last few cookies to the cooling rack, I looked down at my visitor. I suppose that's true, but sometimes God doesn't give us both, does he? Do you have a mama? I'm far too old to have a living mama. Am I too old? For the first time in nearly 40 years, I found myself without an answer. Again, I paused my repetitive motions, but this time to think. The Christmas music that the choir sang filtered down to the church kitchen where I and the little boy were. I wondered if his pa was listening to the choir and when he would notice his son missing. I, at the ripe age of 83, was alone now, but I'd had a mother and a grandmother to cuddle me on Christmas in years past. I couldn't promise this boy that he'd have a mama one day. Slowly, I knelt on the kitchen floor. Crumbs and chocolate were sure to be squashed in my newly ironed plants, but I pushed that to the back of my mind. Instead, I thought of what my grand would say. You're not too old. You're the exact right age God made you to be. It might not make sense to us, but I promise that God does everything perfectly. He sees you, and he loves you. To my surprise, the boy threw his arms around my neck, his sticky face pressed against my cheek. Hugging him back, I felt just like I did when I would hug Grant after a scraping on me. Placing a peck on the top of the boy's head, I whispered, Now, I could use some help with these cookies. Fourteen Mysteries Fourteen chocolate pies are sitting on my countertop. Each one is the same, but somehow individual. Some have little swirls of whipped cream, others none at all, and some have a mountain of fluffy white sweetness covering everything. The crusts are each crumbly and golden looking. It would be a mouth-watering sight, except I hate chocolate pie. I know, I know. What self-respecting southerner hates chocolate pie? This one. In fact, I dislike most pie. I blame it on my nana, who never made pie, but instead made apple strudel like it was going out of style. This is a prank. That's the only explanation to having 14 chocolate pies show up on the same day. There hasn't been a death in my family. No one is having a birthday. And as far as I know, I've not been selected to judge a contest. So, how is every free inch of my kitchen covered in the worst kind of pie known to man? Something footsteps alert me to my six-year-old son, Theo. He bounds into the kitchen and stops with a gasp. Slack-jawed, he slowly counts. Mom, 14 pies! Yep. I take a sip of my coffee and glare around at the offending dessert. My wish came true! Theo shouts in glee. What? I stare at him. What wish? I wished on my loose tooth that I could have chocolate pie for breakfast. Theo beams at me. Did you make the wish 14 times? A blush rises in my son's cheeks. Um, yeah. I want to laugh at how sheepish he looks. Well, Pud, that's not normally how wishes work. I might have prayed about it, too, 
he mumbles. I have a hard time believing God just sent us 14 pies, Theo. They had to come from someone. The Holy Spirit didn't open the kitchen door and sneak them in here. There's a heavy silence made even more weighty by the rich chocolate scent that has taken up firm residence in my nose. I eye my son and wait for a confession. Did he steal my credit card and order these? That seems unlikely, since he's six. Finally, he breaks the silence with a sigh so loud he ruffles his messy bangs. I can't explain it, Mom. It's a summer miracle. I feel my jaw come loose in surprise. Maybe he is innocent in this. But if he is, that means somebody snuck into my house last night, and that's way more terrifying than Theo pulling a weird prank. Panic starts to creep into my chest. Do I need a security system? My phone buzzes, and I pick it up on autopilot already trying to figure out who to call to install an alarm. Theo grabs a pie and a fork and cheerfully starts stuffing his face. I'm about to warn him that the pies could be laced with something when my eyes focus on the text from my mother. A winky face and two pie emojis dance across my screen. Storm Schultz. We'll link to her website in the show notes where you can find more information and read a little more of her work. Thank you for listening to the Miss McBookworm podcast.